This is Julie D, and you're listening to the Nordonia We Need to Talk Podcast Network, brought to you by NordoniaHills.News, recorded in the Gary Miller Studio. Cleveland Sports Podcast starts now. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Cleveland Sports Show today with me, uh, Darius. Today we have a lot to talk about, especially in the soccer world. Um, I want to get you guys informed on. Uh, but first and foremost, we are going to start with Cavaliers basketball. And uh, what a time to be a fan of the Cavaliers, especially after their performance last night against uh, the Philadelphia 76ers. But first we're going to analyze their uh, week uh, uh, starting at the beginning where they lost um, 11, by 11 points in Detroit to the Pistons. Um, the Cavs were outscored by 9 in the second quarter, um, and then by 11 in the first quarter. Um, and really just, it was a blowout from the start for Detroit. Um, no one on the Cavs really could get it going. The highest scorer um, on the Cavs was Colin Sexton that night with 18 points, 4 assists, and 1 rebound. And he was able to do that all in 24 minutes. But then on the Pistons' side, uh, Blake Griffin dropped in uh, 21 points uh, in 37 minutes. Uh, and then Andre Drummond, who was a beast on the board that night, put in um, 39 minutes. And in those 39 minutes, he was able to put in 16 rebounds, 3 assists, and 23 points. And then looking into the game that I went to, which, by the way, um, I did not hear one single boo for LeBron. It was actually... Um, I was extremely impressed with all the Cleveland fans. Um, there were people who, indeed, who in fact, uh, were yelling for LeBron to come back and that they missed LeBron, um, which um, I was on, which I was predicting uh, before I went to the game. Um, specifically speaking of the game itself, the Cavs surprisingly put up a great fight uh, in this game, and I have an article on ordoniahills.news about my experience of the game. So if you're interested in learning about and listening to what I have and reading about what I have to say, then uh, check out the article on ordoniahills.news. Uh, it should be up shortly. But specifically speaking of the game itself, the Lakers defeated the Cavs um, 109-105 to 105 in Cleveland on Wednesday, the uh, eve before Thanksgiving, and LeBron James put in 32 points. Um, in 36 minutes, um, Brandon Ingram had 14, Lonzo Ball had 15, um, and Kyle Kuzma had 12. So it was a great night for uh, the young guns of the Lakers um, to get those quality minutes and to make contributions to the team. And Contavious Caldwell pro, uh, put in 13 points with five rebounds uh, in 25 minutes. So if I'm the Lakers, especially looking off that win uh, last night against Utah by seven, um, things are definitely stirring in the right direction now after their shaky start to the season. Um, so I am for sure predicting the Lakers to make um, even bigger strides as the season progresses. And um, LeBron actually more so this past Sunday when he made his return not to Cleveland but to Miami uh, where he used to play for the Heat. He actually put in that surprising 51-point performance, which I honestly did not expect at all. He was 19 for 31 from the field. He was he had six three-pointers, um, including a, a last-second three-pointer um, with about 13 seconds left in the game to get him over 50 points. And then he had three assists, eight rebounds, uh, two steals, and a block. So it wasn't uh, the performance he had um, on Wednesday night in his homecoming to Cleveland, but um, his homecoming in Miami was definitely a special 
performance to behold. And what I really want to talk about now, um, we're going to go back to the Cavaliers, and they were able to snatch their first road win of the season, um, giving them a 3-14 and record. Um, they defeated the 76ers um, in Philadelphia last night by a score of 121-112. to And what was even more impressive um, of this Cavalier road win is that it was actually the final, it was um, the I'm sorry, the first loss at home for the Philadelphia 76ers. Prior to last night's matchup, they were a perfect 10-0 and um, at home. So given the fact that the Cavaliers uh, stopped um, or at least halted for the moment um, the best home record in the NBA, um, it really says something about um, what this team can produce when they really get it going. Um, on the Cavs side, um, Chetty Osman um, did extremely well last night. He played... 42 minutes. Um, he had 20 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. And then um, Rodney Hood really got it going, especially in that fourth quarter. Uh, with 30 In 39 minutes, he put up 25 points. Um, Jordan Clarkson was once again special. Um, I keep talking about how he's really been progressing and how he really has been contributing in a positive manner for the Cavs. He had 19 points in t- just 20 minutes. Um, and then Colin Sexton, once again, um, is showing that he can also progress as a rookie. And um, he put in 23 points in 32 minutes. Uh, on the Sixers side, no one really had a standout game. Um, Jimmy Butler had 22 points, but they were very pedestrian and quiet, 22 points. Uh, J.J. Redick played well. Uh, he had 23 points in 27 minutes. Um, and Joel Embiid um, underperformed a little bit, but... We can't be perfect all the time. Uh, he had 24 points in 33 minutes. Now, um, as some of you know on the show, I like to do a segment in which I talk about the two Cavs players who have really stood out this past week. Um, and once again, Jordan Clarkson is on my list as one of the two. Um, last night in Philadelphia, I already talked about um, he was two for five uh, from three-point range, and he really hit the threes when it counted the most. Um, and he was eight for 15 from the field, 19 points. And then he was um, on fire against Los Angeles this past Wednesday, the game in which I attended. Um, he was only six of 18 from the field, but he had four three-pointers, um, five assists, um, and he had 20 points in 26 minutes. And he really propelled um, a Cavs run uh, in which the Lakers were able to seize control of and basically take over the games themselves. Um, and the other Cavs player who I've really been um, keeping my eye on and who I've been interested to see, and he's actually been playing extremely well, is Andrew Harrison. Now, I know that some of you may be thinking this is ridiculous. Why are you giving this to Andrew Harrison? Well, some of you could say, yes, he only had seven points against Detroit. He had six points against the Lakers, and he only had five points against the 76ers. But given the fact that he brought so much energy um, when Colin Sexton uh, would have to go on the bench, um, Andrew Harrison really came in and stepped up and put in a lot of energy and really um, executed his offense when it counted the most, especially last night in Philadelphia. Last night in Philadelphia, uh, he was only two for two uh, from the field. But um, he only attempted one three, and he made that three. And then he had five assists, so he was dishing out the ball a lot as a point guard. 
Um, and then he had one rebound. And what Andrew Harrison did last night was really more of those hustle stats, almost like something like Marcus Smart of the Celtics does. Um, it's not really rec it's not recorded on paper, but in the end, it makes a huge difference um, in the outcomes of basketball games. And that's why I think Andrew Harrison deserves a lot of credit um, for the win last night for the Cavs. And upcoming for the Cavs, uh, they face James Harden and the uh, improving Houston Rockets um, tonight. Uh, last year, when the Rockets came to Cleveland, they obliterated them by 32 points. So the Cavaliers really have their hands full tonight. And then um, their next game will also be at home against the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Cavs will be looking um, for revenge against Minnesota um, after their second game of the season in Minneapolis where the Timberwolves would prevail. Um, and then the next two away games for the Cavaliers will be this upcoming Wednesday and Friday um, where they really um, have their hands full again. Uh, they will travel to OKC, uh, Oklahoma City, um, this upcoming Wednesday to face the Thunder. And then we'll head to TD Garden in Boston with a reunion uh, with the Celtics, um, the Eastern Con Conference Finals matchup of last year. Let's see. And speaking of basketball, we're going to head to the other side of the country. We're going to head to Oakland, California for a second here, um, where the Warriors um, lost four straight um, prior to last night's matchup against the Portland Trailblazers. Um, they defeated the Trailblazers last night by a score of 97 to 125, um, but like I said, prior to that, um, they were just getting um, obliterated by teams, and they were honestly getting embarrassed um, after that Draymond Green and Kevin Durant incident. Um, they, I, I uh, discussed how they lost uh, by 21 to the Rockets on November 15th, um, and then they lost to the other two teams of Texas. They lost to the Mavericks by three um, the, on Saturday the 17th, and then the following Sunday, the 18th, uh, they lost by 12 to the San Antonio Spurs, who really don't have, um, where not a people are giving them a huge chance to make any progress in the playoffs. But the way DeMar DeRozan and LaMarcus Aldridge um, have been teaming up, I certainly feel that they can really make some noise, especially come playoff time. Um, then this past Wednesday, the Thunder came to Oakland and just embarrassed the Warriors, especially um, in the fourth quarter. And the, they eventually prevailed 123 to 95. And that's why I say that the Cavaliers have a lot of um, uh, in their hands when they travel to OKC to take on the Thunder. Because with a healthy Russell Westbrook and Paul George, and as well as their um, bench being able to contribute the way they did against this Golden State team, um, it's going to be an extremely difficult task for the Cavaliers. Now, Yes, we can say back to the Warriors that they don't have Stephen Curry, and uh, Stephen Curry is going to help mediate what's been going on. Um, but still, given the fact that you have another all-time great shooter in Klay Thompson um, with the passing vision of Draymond Green and this, the scoring of Kevin Durant, um, I expected their game against the Thunder to be a little bit more competitive. Um, I expected them to defeat the Spurs um, and the for sure the Mavericks. Um, so... I was extremely disappointed in that the defending champs really did not prove themselves why they were the back-to-back -back defending champions. 
Um, but then they were able to regain some confidence in their fans um, last night where they obliterated the Trailblazers, especially in the second half. Um, some of the notable upcoming games for the Warriors. Um, next, this upcoming Thursday, actually, they'll head to Toronto to face the Raptors. Um, and then Wednesday, December 5th, they'll actually come over to Cleveland uh, to take on the Cavaliers. So a lot of games... Um, that the Warriors um, are going to some easy games, some hard games, a little bit of a mixed schedule for the Warriors here um, in this month of this upcoming month of December. So that concludes our basketball portion of the show uh, for this afternoon. Um, if you have um, any questions or comments, please of course let me know um, at Nordonia Sports Darius Sethna on Twitter. Now, let's get into soccer. I said we have a lot of uh, to discuss in the soccer portion of today's show, and um, we're going to get started with the MLS. And in the MLS, um, tomorrow is really the big day. Um, the conference finals will begin, and the first leg uh, specifically will begin um, at Sunday, or tomorrow, at 5 p.m., Atlanta United will take on the New York Red Bulls, and Portland will take on Sporting Kansas City. Um, and then this upcoming Thursday, November 29th, the conferences will um, shift uh, venues uh, for the second leg. Um, New York Red Bulls will take will again be taking on Atlanta United, and then Sporting Kansas City will be taking on Portland. Um, now the way the legs work, if uh, there's soccer fans, maybe some of you who aren't soccer fans um, may not know this, but the way legs work is that the first leg begins tomorrow. So whoever wins that game specifically um, basically um, there's something called aggregate and they lead uh, that specific aggregate. So for example, let's say you, Atlanta United defeats New York tomorrow by a score of 2 to nothing. In that in this case the aggregate score is going to be two to nothing in favor of Atlanta. Um and then in the second leg, the New York Red Bulls would have to score two goals in order to tie um the aggregate score. Um it is a little confusing, but you'll hear um if you watch the games, the commentators uh talk about it a lot more um in depth. Um for those of you who know what a penalty shootout is, um, if the game is tied after 120 minutes of play, then the teams will begin a penalty shootout. Um, now, if the, uh, for example, if Atlanta and New York tie one to one tomorrow, then whoever wins the second leg, whether it's in 90 minutes, 120 minutes, or if it's in penalty shootouts, whoever wins that second leg, that crucial second leg, will move on to the MLS Cup Final. Um, now, the MLS Cup Final does not work um, with the aggregate scoring, um, but uh, all of the series leading up to the final of the MLS do have aggregate scoring. Um, so we will see what tomorrow brings. I really am looking forward for... Uh, the two matches uh, for tomorrow, um, given the fact that uh, all of these teams, these four teams were the um, top four teams in their conferences. Um, the com I think the competition on the field will be fierce, and I really think that we are in the makings of 
an awesome final for December 8th. And I wanted um, to go over to England real quick. Where I'm going to give you guys a quick update um, on Premier League soccer. Um, Manchester City um, holds the top spot with 32 points. They have 10 wins, 2 draws, and 0 losses. Um, Liverpool uh, is in 2nd place uh, with 9 wins, 3 draws, and 0 losses. And then Chelsea um, is in 3rd place with 8 wins, uh, 4 draws, and 0 losses. And then Tottenham Hotspur, uh, for your information, has 3 losses. Um, so that makes them give them gives them uh, the lower point differential. Um, so another big week of Premier League action coming your way. I'll give you guys another update um, next weekend. Um, but Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea are definitely two iconic um, Premier League teams. So it, for me, it really is not a huge surprise that the top dogs of the um, Premier League. Um, are basically in their respective positions. And I know I talk about the MLS and Premier League a lot, but I wanted to introduce you guys to um, another um, soccer league um, which gets um, as much attention, um, if maybe not a little more attention than the Premier League, and that is La Liga. Uh, La, Liga La Liga is the soccer league in the country of Spain. Um, for those of you who know Lionel Messi, um, he plays in this specific league, um, specifically for Barcelona. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo used to play in this league. However, he does not. He plays in the Serie A league, which is in Italy. Um, but without further ado, uh, we're going to discuss La Liga um, in this specific show. And I'm going to give you guys, update you guys um, with the standings. Um, Barcelona is in first place that is the team that Lionel Messi plays for and they have had a reputation of great success especially these last few years uh, with Lionel Messi um, but yeah Lionel uh, or sorry Barcelona is in um, the first place with seven wins three draws and two losses with 24 points and then um, Sevilla is um, in second place with seven wins two draws and three losses to uh, equate to 23 points, um, and Atletico Madrid is in third place with 23 points, uh, giving them six wins, uh, five draws, and one loss. Now, Real Madrid was the team that Cristiano Ronaldo used to play for before he moved on to Juventus, um, but Real Madrid, um, um, it seems that they are slugging a bit without Ronaldo. They are in sixth place uh, in the standings of La Liga so far. Um, and they have six wins, two draws, and four losses, uh, combining a total for 20 points. So with uh, the soccer standing update for next week, I'm going to introduce you guys maybe to a couple more leagues, um, given the fact that the MLS season is winding down here, um, but still a lot of anticipation for that. Um, but what I want to move on to now is the NFL and the uh, Cleveland Browns specifically. The Browns will kick off a two-game road trip first to Cincinnati um, where they will take on the Bengals. The Browns are in last place of that division which is also fourth place. Um, the Bengals have lost two games in a row um, with the Browns of course winning that one game uh, their last previous game against the Atlanta Falcons. Um, we'll look to carry that momentum into Cincinnati um, the Bengals have uh, not lost on their home field yet, so it's going to be extremely difficult 
um, for the Browns to um, carry the momentum into Cincinnati. Um, and then after that uh, Sunday matchup, uh, the following Sunday, they head to Houston to take on the Texans, who are in first place in the AFC South. Um, and after losing their first three games of the season, the Texans, they uh, have won seven in a row. The Browns will definitely, for these next two home games, uh, have their hands full. The Bengals have lost um, two games um, on their home field, and um, the Browns. Um, this might give the Browns um, an advantage uh, to claim the away win uh, this upcoming Sunday. And that is all uh, I have today for the Cleveland Sports Show. Um, next week, we're going to give another Cavs an NBA update. Um, Brady will be back with us. Um, and uh, I will up also update you guys with all of the um, awesome soccer um, stats and other matchups um, that uh, will keep you guys uh, interested. Um, if you have not, please follow me on Twitter at Nordonia Sports, uh, Darius Sethna. Um, we have about 20 followers now, followers now, so thank you guys for all of your awesome support. Um, if you haven't followed me yet, uh, make sure you check out my Twitter page and also some of the other awesome work I've done, um, not to mention the awesome work of others. Um, if you go to NordoniaHills.news, uh, make sure you look at uh, DJ Rush and Wilson Riley's and also other amazing students and their awesome work as well. Um, that concludes our show for uh, this weekend. Um, have a terrific week, and I'll see you guys with Brady next Saturday.